I want to welcome you to day two of our look together through John chapter 13. We're going to be looking at verses two to five today. Remember yesterday we talked about the fact that John 13 is a uh, very holy place of experiencing God's presence. As we begin our look today, we're going to see that in that holy place, God worked in the realities of our everyday life. And as we walk through the rest of this chapter, you're going to see that Jesus taught his disciples then and now two powerful lessons in John chapter 13. Simple, but powerful. Lesson number one, serve one another. Lesson number two, love one another. They obviously build on one another. Serve one another, love one another. These next couple of days, we're going to talk about what Jesus taught about serving. In fact, Jesus taught about it, but he also pictured it for us. He gives us a picture in this chapter of what a servant what a servant looks like. Have you ever pictured in your mind, maybe somebody you're listening to on a radio or, or a favorite author, or even somebody you're listening to on a podcast, and then you actually see the person and you realize the picture you had in your mind of what that person looked like is not at all what you were, you were picturing when you see the real person. Well, I, I just have to say that many, many people have the wrong picture of a servant in their minds. We picture a servant as somebody who is weak, or a servant as somebody who has no vision or energy. They just do things for others when asked. Or a servant who's, who is somebody who is unwilling to do what they're asked to do. Jesus wants us to know what a servant looks like. And so he gave us this picture. John chapter 13, verses 2 to 5. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around them. That's what a servant looks like. What does a servant look like? Jesus shows us. In fact, these next few days, we're going to walk through some things that we learn from Jesus about this picture of a servant. Beginning with this, what does a servant look like? Number one, servants know who they are. Did you notice that? Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. He knew that he'd come from God and was returning to God. It takes strength to be a servant. Strength of faith, strength of character, strength of mind. Don't ever make the mistake of equating servanthood with weakness. It takes greater strength to choose to serve than it does to rule an empire. And so notice, it says here that all things, Jesus knew that all things were under his power, and knowing that, he got up from the meal. He could have chosen to do anything. All things were under his power. He chose to serve. Jesus served out of the security of knowing who he was. He came from God and he was returning to God. That's what enabled Jesus to serve others. In this moment of his greatest personal pressure and stress, facing the cross the next day, Jesus was able to serve because he knew who he was. Truth is, if you're going through an identity crisis, you don't make a very good servant. You're so busy trying to find yourself or prove yourself that you don't have enough energy left for giving yourself. I found personally that Satan works to get me insecure about who I am, about who I am in Christ, because if he can do that, then I'll focus on myself and not on serving others. Servants know who they are. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you can know that you are loved by God. You can know with security that God will never fail or forsake you. And in that security, you find the strength to serve others. Servants know who they are. You know what else Jesus shows us about servants here? 
It's very simple, but it's life-changing. He shows us that servants meet needs. Servants meet needs. They, they do things that meet the needs of other people. They don't just think about it or talk about it or preach sermons about it. They, they do something about it. Well, why did Jesus wash the feet of the disciples? Well, he, he did it because their hearts were proud. They had proud hearts and nobody else would wash the feet. When, when you came into a room like that, somebody was supposed to wash the feet, but nobody did. They all felt like that was above them. He did it because no one else did. He did it because their hearts were proud, but don't miss the obvious. He also did it because he washed their feet because their feet were dirty. They had a need. They walked in sandals through the dusty streets, and so when they came into a room, their feet would be washed. That was the common habit of that day. And here's Jesus scrubbing dusty toes. Now, that is love made practical. That's meeting needs. God himself in human flesh washed dirty feet. So what does it mean, this thing of washing feet? What does it mean to wash the feet of a disciple today? To wash feet, to wash feet is to do something to meet someone's need. Just serve. That's what it means. You see, washing feet in Jesus's day was not a religious ceremony. It wasn't a showy ceremony. It was a menial task. Now, I know sometimes we wash, we have foot washing ceremonies in churches today. And I guess it's okay to do that, but it usually misses the point. In Jesus' day, washing feet was like doing dishes or taking out the trash. It wasn't a ceremony. It was meeting somebody's need. And Jesus, Jesus humbled himself to wash feet. The Greek word for humility means to stoop low. That's literally what Jesus did. He stooped over and he washed feet. Now, when I say servants meet needs and you see Jesus washing feet, I just encourage you, don't try to spiritualize this and make this somehow about the washing away of sins as Jesus washed their feet. Only the cross can wash away our sins. This is just washing dirty feet. Jesus was not above washing dirty feet. Some people try to spiritualize this and they miss the whole point. Just meet needs. Just, just serve. The greatest servants know that the greatest barrier to the meeting of other people's needs is this, my proud heart. Not proud hearts or our proud heart, but my proud heart, your proud heart. You see, that night, as they walked into that room, ready to take the Passover celebration together, everything was ready for someone to serve. The pitcher was there, the wash basin was there, the linen cloth was there, the dirty feet were there. It just took a person to take it up, and Jesus did. He did it to picture for us what it means to serve. And can you imagine? Can you imagine the quietness in that room after Jesus washed the feet of the disciples? It would have been easy for them to look at their feet and feel a sense of guilt and shame. But Jesus looked at them and said, don't feel guilty, just do the same thing for others as I've done for you. We're gonna see that later this week. As believers, we can take God's undeserved grace and translate it into feelings of guilt or unworthiness or or you can take God's undeserved grace and translate it into feelings of actions and service for others. Jesus said, I'm giving you a picture. What I've done for you, you do for others. Now, as we take some moments to pray today, as you talk to God, I encourage you for a few moments to picture yourself in that upper room. Take a moment to do that. Picture yourself there with those disciples in that upper room and visualize for a moment. I know this may be difficult if you're not a visual person, but visualize in prayer for a moment, Jesus washing your feet. How do you feel? What's your attitude? 
And how might your heart need to change? Do you feel guilty? Like, why should he wash my feet? Seek his forgiveness and realize you are forgiven by him. Do you feel unworthy? Oh, he should be washing someone else's feet. Reacquaint yourself with grace in this moment. He saved you because he has a purpose for your life. We're all unworthy, but we're also all loved by him and saved by him as we trust in him. As you picture in your mind Jesus washing your feet, do you feel challenged? If you feel challenged, then in this moment, decide to serve. In your heart, in this moment, say, Jesus Christ, who can I serve today? Jesus Christ, what dirty feet are around me today that need to be washed? Jesus Christ, where do I need to humble myself to stoop low today? Jesus Christ, where do I need to meet needs this day? Our Father, we pray, we pray together that you would give us the strength to serve you today. Help us not try to serve you on our own energy or strength. We need your strength. And help us not to try to serve you with our own picture in mind. You gave us the picture. Simply meet needs. Just serve. Jesus, strengthen us to do that today, we pray. In your name, amen. Well, make sure to join us tomorrow. We're going to be picking up at verse 6 and continuing on with Jesus' picture of what it means to be a servant. <laughs>